yeah, like I definitely think the bear is a pedo bear. Like it's, it's there's no question. Um, like look at that smile. No one's that happy and not like stealing kids. Like uh, <laughs> my favorite description from you yet. Keep going. Hello and welcome back to Imbibe and Anime. My name is Stan, and I am joined here by. An extra lovely fellow that we have gotten on the show for this week for you guys. Zaman, you want to say hi to the people? Hello, Internet. It's good to meet y'all. Yeah. And of course, the lovely co-host, Monster in the Flesh. Greetings, anime casuals and anime fanatics alike. I am really excited for this episode, Zaman. It's been a I've been wanting to get you on the show, and I'm sad that you weren't there for Castlevania. I'm sorry we forgot to invite you for that episode, but we have you now. Yes. I'll just be like a little bit sad for the rest of my life. It's You'll okay. just be butthurt and hold it against us, and it'll be we'll get over it eventually. Not quite butthurt, more like booty tickles. All right. Like like okay, let's... Okay. <laughs> the fun alternative. Oh yeah. Who doesn't really love a good booty tickling every now and again, you know? <laughs> well, do you want to uh Introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us your background in anime, what you're familiar with, what your other hobbies and interests are. Oof, okay. Uh, well, hello, Internet. Um, my name is Zaman. Uh, I um, have been watching anime for pretty much my entire life. I started off like many other uh, people of color in terms of Toonami, God bless them, uh, with uh, the good old <laughs> yeah. classic Dragon Ball Z, because, you know, who doesn't love waiting six episodes for one fight scene? um true debt <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. and uh i from there went off and uh did full metal alchemist uh shout out to brotherhood it's the superior one for its own reasons but we'll not get into that um and now i just kind of watch whatever animes are thrown my way and recommended by the good folks uh, i think the last one i just finished was um uh promised neverland which was mm -hmm. mm, fucking chess kiss delicious nice. That was such a good one. If you have not seen it, please, please do yourself a favor. It's on Hulu the entire like first season. You'll thank me, and I'm sure that they've talked about it on the show. We have. I yes. don't think we ever did a review for Promise Neverland itself, but we mm -hmm. definitely talked about it for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a great one. Um, did, I, did I answer all the questions? Am I doing this right? Like, Any other hobbies or interests you want to share? Uh, you know, um, you know, besides, you know, uh, just being a general hoe and living life out here in San Francisco and just uh, living, enjoying myself a lot. I like to play a lot of video games. And so if you ever, if you're on PS4 and, or uh, you have a switch and you want to get your ass kicked in smash, uh, let me know in the comments <laughs> below and I will send you my friend code and you're going to get your butt whooped. I don't think I can come to you for my smash butt needs. You can't. I don't think I can. No, you're you're too you're too basic for me. You know. Oh. Okay. Wow, it's gonna be that kind of show. All right. Here I am, just trying to be on the show, getting attacked by the hosts. It's okay. I can like it. I like it rough. Hurt me more, Daddy. Come on. Oh, all right. I just realized I totally spoofed. I goofed. I did a complete faux pas for this show, guys. Wow. What? I forgot to prepare my drink. Oh, shit. You're right. Bruh. Bruh. Both of you don't have one? Okay, um, Stan, entertain the masses. I need to make my tea. I'll be right back. Entertain the masses? What am I supposed to say?
All right, and we are ready to get started with this week's topic. We got some good stuff for you guys. What we're going to have Zaman do here, uh, he already knows the whole plan and everything. But for everyone out there, what we are going to do is a seasonal anime extravaganza with our friend Zaman. And he's going to go through some anime that we have chosen out for him. And he's going to give us his first impressions based off of just the title and image alone. And then afterwards, we will read out the actual description and see how close he gets. Should be fun. I'm All excited. Right. Bring it. I'm ready. Y'all, y'all, y'all. But before, but before we get into it, before we crack open this fresh episode of Imbibin Anime, I want to know, fellas, what do you guys have in your glasses over there? I guess I'm, I'm the guest. So this is a uh, straight bullet on ice. Um, it is a typical bartender drink in San Francisco. Um, I've been bartending. I used to bartend here for three years and now I don't anymore. But, you know, old habits die hard and you like to just get drunk. <laughs> um, nice, myself, nice. due to peer pressure, am having a straight shot of this Diamond 151 rum. <laughs> um, which I don't use to drink ever. I use to light things on fire. Um, <laughs> but I'm using it to drink tonight. You're, you are going to light things on fire. Just your throat, your stomach, your, yeah, your esophagus. My brain cells. Um, and I have a Tostito to chase it with. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And you stand over here. I, I broke out uh, my good whiskey for this occasion. Mm. Poured some in here. But so this is a whiskey that me and my dad tried back when I was home for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And one of his gifts was to go to a speakeasy in L.A. Uh, mm -hmm. and I don't I don't remember the name of the speakeasy uh, at the moment. But this whiskey here is a Japanese whiskey called... Uh, Mars Iwai, and I don't mm -hmm. quite remember what Iwai means, uh, but it's like a super good uh, uh, it's a wine yeah. barrel aged whiskey imported from delicious. Japan. It's it's really it's, smooth. Uh, it's super smooth, goes down easy, has like a sweet tint to it. it it's so good. It, it's almost like a like a mead kind of. Ooh, okay. Well, before we cheers and take our drinks, I think there's something important that we need to drink too. You ready, Zaman? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Happy oh, birthday to Stan. Happy birthday to Happy birthday, Happy 
Cheers, fellas. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, friends. I definitely appreciate it. You own the shit. <laughs> uh. Oh. Oh, um, Mott. Mott, you don't look so good there. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's going to be great because in like five minutes, the conversation is going to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have to take another shot for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, before I forget, uh, because it is important for me, um, I did not tell you guys this before the show, and I'm so sorry. I really should have because I didn't realize it was going to be a thing. Um, I actually go by they, them pronouns now. I, I consider myself to be gender non-binary. Good to know. Thank cool. you for the heads up. Yeah, we'll, Thank you guys. We'll Appreciate y'all. Show to the main topic now. I think I've recovered from that shot. <laughs> I'm, I'm a You're a champion. Oh, God, that stuff actually tastes, tastes like straight alcohol. I mean, it, it is. It, it is. It's literally. <laughs> wow, so, that tastes exactly like what it is. <laughs> it's literally more percentage in ethanol than what I used to sterilize my working environment when I was working at Emory. Oof. <laughs> I mean, on the upside, if you have any coronavirus in you, it'll immediately just... Oh, I killed it. Because <laughs> that's how drinking works. Mm -hmm. Oh, this tea is so good after that, though. <laughs> okay. So, on to the main topic. We've mm. selected a few anime for you, like we said. So, we're going to mm -hmm. jump right into it with our first one. You ready for this? Sounds great. Okay. Here is our first anime for you. It is okay. called Kaguya-sama Love is War. That is the English oh. version. Kaguya-sama Love is War. Okay. Is that um, picture big enough or should I make it larger for you? Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're a comedy, psychological... What are the other two? Romance School Seinen. Okay. Kaguya, Love is War. All right. So based on this, I would say that this is a... Uh, Oh, I, I forget the exact anime name for it, but it's like a not necessarily a harem anime, but like one of those where like high school animes where people are just constantly going back and forth and like like falling in love with each other. But I also have a feeling that it's one of those like animes that like presents itself like a romance high school anime and then some like really fucked up shit happens. At least that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> like that's what that's, that's my that's my hope is like wow like this is all so nice it's so cool and then all of a sudden one of the characters gets murdered like no oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> all right okay all right. that's I'm, my I'm, guess i'm down with that um so the the description on here literally just says it's the second season of it mm -hmm. um so i can read the description of the first season if we are so inclined to at renowned she uh at renowned shuchi academy Nugi Shirogani and Kaguya Shinomiya are the student body's top representatives. Ranked the top student in the uh, student in the nation and respected by peers and mentors alike, Miyuki serves as the student body president. Alongside him, the vice president Kaguya, eldest daughter to the wealthy Shinomiya family, excels in every field imaginable. They are the envy of the entire student body, regard, uh, regarded as the perfect couple. However, despite both having already developed feelings for each other, neither are willing to admit them. The first to confess love will be looked down upon and be considered the lesser. With their honor and pride at stake, Miyuki and Kaguya both equally determined to be the one to emerge victorious on the battlefield of love. 
<laughs> I mean, that's just beautiful because, you know, <laughs> Jane Austen would be so proud of that. <laughs> so it's it's actually a hilarious romance because and I like it quite a lot. I loved season one. We can talk about it at some other point on the podcast, mm -hmm. but it's basically the two main characters like each other. It's decided. There's no fluctuating at all. It's not about falling in love. It's all about learning how to express your emotions. Oh, that's actually and really playing nice. hard to get and playing hard to get. And it's really <laughs> fucking cute and hilarious because their two personalities are really fucking strong personalities mm -hmm. and watching how they clash and play mind games with each other is actually hilarious. Yeah, it's like Death Note, but romance. That's a good way to describe it. Hmm. <laughs> so you, you weren't far off except so, the death you, part. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> You're saying that like Death Note isn't a romance. <laughs> that's i mean it's just it's like it's like let's be real death note is a romance like you it think that they were actually... gonna like you think those two weren't trying to fuck each other the entire time when they were trying to fuck each other out wow. you know so Ellen, right i will figure out how to find you but also like i kind of i'm turned on by how intelligent you are and how figure, how shit you like yeah <laughs> they just they were definitely had the hots for each other you know <laughs> you know, we should have brought you in for analysis on anime way earlier. Dude, this is some amazing insight. <laughs> okay, so we've got round our two. next anime, round two. Mm -hmm. um, oh, what is the name of this one in English? So this one's called Tower of God. Ooh. Tower of God. It is right, an um, action adventure one? mystery drama fantasy. Tower of God. Um, and here's the picture. Here's the image. Okay. Um, I would say it's probably uh, if I'm I miss I might be I always forget the names of the particular types of anime styles, but it's like the one where like it takes place in a like an alternate universe or like fantasy world. Oh, isekai. 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 Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, it's definitely an isekai. Uh, I don't see okay. any, uh, like, all the characters are pretty, actually, plain looking. So, like, I wouldn't guess anything with, like, that's too funny. I think it's probably more dramatic and more, like, death-based, but less, because it's less horror. Um, I would imagine that they're probably in some sort of isekai, isekai world. Okay. And they're going on an adventure that involves um, a small dog that's also a dragon and uh <laughs> there are probably bigger dragons and um the guy at the front is probably the the main leader who is probably per like spunky and like ready to take on the world but is very okay. unsure of themselves and then like the rest of the folks are like there to support him slash they might be his enemies who knows okay, okay. so you think okay. more on the like supporting slash enemy cast than you think like harem show or something like that I mean, I didn't see romance on there, and so that's fair. You, like that's that's, that's generally what I think. I mean, like it wouldn't surprise me because you know anime is anime, and yeah, let's just have this show where this guy wakes up in a totally different world, surrounded by beautiful women who want to help him <laughs> like solve his quest. That's not like wishful <laughs> thinking ever. Like, so like I don't think it's so much. I think that probably he has like he might have a crush on some of them, but I don't think that it's like a central part to the story. I've got one okay. more question for you. Uh-huh. Who is God in this? Uh, who is Kami? Um, 
Um, I really hope it's the dog. The dog? <laughs> like the the dog at the bottom of like underneath him that's going ah! Like I really hope that's God. Isn't that a dragon? I I really can't tell. It just it looks like a dragon. Looks like it could oh, be a god. It could also be like that weird Pokemon that thing staff. above the guy's head. Okay, so I would say God is probably that weird thing at the top of uh, at the top, or it's the blonde chick. Oh, or the fuck yeah! Chick. Fuck yeah! <laughs> like, that's my guess. Waifu alert, Mott? Uh, potentially, dude. As long as she's <laughs> anything like, um... oh no, I'm missing my waifu's name. Ha, she's not a true waifu then. No, I can't forget her name. <laughs> Lenore. No, Saifa. If she's anything like Lenore, she's <laughs> fucking not waifu. Okay. Okay. So, so what's this anime? All right. Tower of God centers around a boy called 25th Bam, who has spent most of his la- life trapped between a vast, mysterious tower um, with his only friend, Rachel, to keep him company. When Rachel enters the tower, Bam manages to open the door into it as well and faces challenges at each floor as, um, of the of this tower as he tries to find his closest companion. Uh, okay, so okay. wait, they were really good friends and then she left and opened the tower to get out? I don't know. Maybe I, she like not accidentally sure. entered the tower. Maybe she was like taken into the tower or like lured there. I don't know. Okay, so it's kind of like... Uh, anime isekai version of uh, the raid. I think that's kind of what it's like. I saw the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is on the more serious side, like you were saying, very action looking and uh, in a mm-hmm. definitely in a fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably something akin to an isekai. Okay. Um, and Mott, I forgot to ask this for. Uh, the first anime, but are you interested in this anime at all? Do you think? Oh, right, we didn't talk up? about whether or not we were actually going to pick it up. Um, for, for reference, in case nobody actually could tell by what I was saying, I'm definitely picking up second season of Kaguya-sama. Um, yeah, me too. But um, this one, I actually am not that interested in. To be a hundred percent honest, the um, premise to me seems like somewhat new, but like I don't know telecom animation film off the top of my head at all um the art style from the cover art looks hella generic and not interesting or fun in any way um so i'm not too terribly floored about it i'll probably check it out just because of the fact that a lot of people are interested in it so it probably has some sort of catch that is interesting that's just not in this description but i'm not i'm not that excited about it now so I would say you should watch the trailer and uh, later and see what you think. Then uh, okay. I'm pretty interested in it. They they've done uh, some work that I really like. The animation is pretty unique. Uh, it's not a really? it's not a normal animation style for nowadays. Um, and they do really good sakuga, so that's also another reason why I want to watch this. Interesting. At least like this one, this one girl on the left with the red ribbons or whatever in her hair. She reminds me of a character in Nisekoi a little bit. You so know, she reminds me of uh, the girl from Food Wars, uh, the the rare ingredients expert. Oh, uh, uh, Yuka. I'm very jealous. I don't it's remember her Yuka name or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
I can't remember. Do you guys mind if I also, while we play this game, play a game with you guys? Because I'm very curious. Sure. Okay. okay. So every time <laughs> you guys ask me one of these, I want to ask you guys like a question about your favorite or your le- favorite, least favorite, or like something along those lines. And there'll be a new one every time. So the first one I want to say is for you guys can answer at the same, you guys say it at the same time, but then you guys can explain it and like let each other go. So. Okay. What is one like name your top anime that you absolutely love that you would never watch in public? Absolutely oh, love that I would never, I watch, would in never public. watch in public. Yeah. All right. Right. Think about uh, it. Give, a second. Uh, wait, wait, give, give me a second. Give me give me a little longer than a sec. Hold on. There's a yeah, lot of anime. Just the first to one that pops into your head. The first one that pops into your head. All right. That uh, I absolutely really? love. To or you don't have to love it, but like one that you would like you really enjoy watching that like you cannot watch in public. All right. Well. Okay. okay. Sure. Two, three, go. High school DXD. Okay. What, you can't watch Kill a Kill in public. I mean, <laughs> if we're if we're thinking about if a normal person sees it in like a coffee shop or something. Okay, fine. That that's what I was thinking along those lines. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I would not watch Kill a Kill in a coffee shop either. That's 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 a fair that, statement. That's what the question well, watching was. Watching an anime where people literally cut each other's clothes off as a form of combat does not make you feel <laughs> comfortable in public. What? So high school. <laughs> you know anything about high school DXD, Zaman? I've heard of it. I've never seen it. So um, high school DXD is basically the closest you can ever get to a hentai without it being a hentai. <sighs> okay. I mean, that's um, some strong words because uh, I've also seen High School of the Dead. It's more so than High School of the Dead. Ah, Holy crap. I remember High School of the Dead. I mean, who uh, cannot? I mean, those oh, boob oh, physics. I actually probably I should have said High School of the Dead. Like, oh. Dude, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. They actually show like naked breasts and nipples and stuff like that in High School DXD pretty frequently. Um, um, I mean, free the nipple. Like, I don't really care about nipples. It's more of just like, if, if, are they fucking? Then it's fucking anti. But you anyway. know, it's almost it's almost there on high school DXD. Not quite, mm-hmm. but it's interesting. Okay. So I'm gonna my next question is uh because we've already done this one. So here's my second question is in your opinion, what anime has the best fight scene uh art style? I'm gonna give you ten fight seconds. Scene art style? Oh yeah. Jesus. You... <laughs> I have ten seconds. Uh... Ten, nine, eight. Seven, six, nine, four, three, two, one. Can I Boom, go? Fate Scene Night Unlimited Blade Works. Uh, I'll say a movie, so, um, Sword of the Stranger. Sword of the Stranger? All right, show your work. Show my work? How am I yeah, supposed like, why, to show Why did you pick that one? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Sword of the Stranger, it's a. It's an older anime. I think it came out around 2010, maybe. Um, but it has probably the best sword fighting choreography I've seen of any anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's like a medieval anime, uh, not supernatural at all, but it's about like the political struggle between China. Well, it's a fictional political struggle between China and Japan. And it's about this uh, estranged Ronin who's trying to like find himself out in the world after being on the battlefield for so long, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
For our uh, listeners, reference beautiful. Ronin is literally a samurai without like a lord. Yes. Uh, beautiful animation. Like there's some like master tier shit, just like Castlevania and that type of thing. Mm, okay. So if you if you like the fight scenes, like the sword fights in Castlevania, you would love this this movie. Okay. Monster. Um, so Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works is just the first thing that came into my head in 10 seconds. I'm not going to lie. There's probably better options out there. But <laughs> um, it it came to my mind because, I mean, there was a few different shows that came to my mind, including Kill a Kill. But I think I would probably preface the fact that like the lighting effects in fight scenes in Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works are actually insane. Um, I true. love... I love how they play with light off of bouncing off of metal in every single sword clash with lance clash or any type of weaponry in that show. Um, so have you, are you familiar with it at all, Zaman? Not at all. So it's basically like imagine a battle royale mm -hmm. between seven magicians that summon heroical or heroic figures in history to fight for them. Freaking magicians never so on their own. <laughs> like for example one of the ma magicians summons king arthur another magician summons like gilgamesh uh and so you see like king arthur fight gilgamesh and you also Whoa. see goliath for example is another character uh -huh. um and so the the reason i like the show so much and especially the fight scenes is a the lighting effects are insane when you look at like for example um king arthur's sword glint in the moonlight when he's fighting lancer it's an amazing fight scene i love saber versus lancer um mm -hmm. and then on top of that there are some there's the magic the way that it's animated in the show is bombastically beautiful there's not really any other way to put it um i think more so than any thing than anything else that tv show just does lighting effects really really well and they do yeah. it amazingly with really good choreography. So, I also wow. really like the sound score. Uh, they, the sound score really, is also really good. That's like, true. Not just the music, but the sound effects of like metal on metal. Uh, you can really feel the impact of the fight scenes that way. Oh, hell yeah. Great sound design. You're just oh. playing this game so that you can learn more anime that you should be watching, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I'm always down for more recommendations. All right. Uh, do you guys have another one for me? Yeah. Yes, we have more for you. We have more for you. Bring it. Bring it. Bring uh, it. Fuck Sword Art Online. We're not doing this. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I actually have heard that anime so many times that I have not seen it. Sword Art Online? You yeah, don't need I just to see know. It. I know it's like, it's like Hunter v. Hunter and Sword Art Online are like very similar. No, but they're not similar. I would. Oh. That is literally blasphemy. Uh, you are banned from this show. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> you should watch Hunter Hunter though. You should never touch Sword Art Online. You will. I think. It. Okay. You know what? I think you should touch Sword Art Online just so you can see why we say that. I mean, to be fair, you have to date a few shitty people before you really start knowing what you're. There you go. And to be honest, you're probably gonna like episodes one and two of Sword Art Online, and then episodes five through eight of sword art online uh maybe five through 11 and then episodes 12 through 24 you're gonna want to kill yourself oh okay perfect yeah basically um yeah it's like most of my relationships starts off great but by the end i'm just like ah 
<laughs> yeah, you know, you're not wrong. Mm. All right. So uh, what are we looking at now? So we're looking at BNA. There's no there's no other thing. It's just BNA. It's by Studio Trigger. It's an action superpower fantasy. And this is the artwork for it. So first things first, BNA stands for boobs and ass, probably. Oh, <laughs> I love it already, dude. Secondly, my show. that looks kind of like a cat girl, but like not quite a cat girl. So I'm like vaguely interested. I, She's got um, a tail. <laughs> she got the ears. Yeah, she also is like darker skinned, which like as a person of color, I always look for anime where they have brown people because they're like, it's like finding a unicorn, except it's more easy to find a unicorn in anime than a dark skinned person. <laughs> that isn't evil. That's true. <laughs> like, so I'm already invested. Okay, um, so this show's already got your attention. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I see a wolf running in the opposite direction, which makes me feel like they're going to probably work together. And, uh, and like be friends, or maybe she is the wolf, she wolf, you know. Shout out to Shakira. Yeah. Um, Shakira, Shakira. Uh, I see, I see a bald man that reminds me of Saitama, but like nerdier. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then I see like a tiny other, see. like about Saitama, there's like a tiny little like girl trope character with like a hoodie that might not be a hoodie, that might be your head. I can't tell. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think it. I think it's about. It's like what I would tell. Like my my funny answer is it's about uh, a cat girl who turns into a wolf and attacks a a, a cult of um, bald headed uh, neophytes who are controlling <laughs> the city. And her oh. mission, if she chooses to accept it, is to uh, just raise hell and you know fuck with the white people. You know, I love your story. Yeah, I, I, I like that this fucking anime. I totally watched that anime. <laughs> so, for reference, I don't know this anime. This is a new anime to me. But I'll go ahead and, and uh, read the description here now. So, this is an original anime by Studio Trigger. BNA is set in a 21st century in which the existence of humanoid animals has been revealed to the world after living in darkness for centuries. One day, a high school student named Michiru suddenly turns into a Tanuki person. So Tanuki is basically like, a, it's similar to a, like what you would envision a raccoon. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, I know Tanuki Mario. Yeah, Tanuki Mario. There you go. Yeah. I, played, um, I played Mario Kart. It's a Japanese dog <laughs> species. Yes. Uh, after going to live in an animal city where she meets Wolf Ogamishiro, she goes to investigate why she became an animal and gets mixed up in even stranger events in the process. For the record, I, I want to just make one small correction in that reading. It is not she goes to move to an animal city. She moves to anima city because, you know, what fuck trying, you know, we're, we're just going to name it the exact same thing of what it is. And oh, just wait. Letter off oh, and my God. Go. You're right. It is anima city. <laughs> because you know fuck effort it's an anime fuck it <laughs> okay well, there you go all right Thank so you. my next question for you is and i'll give you 10 seconds again to think about wait, this. wait 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 let us let us react first to this episode whether we're gonna watch this show what do you oh, well, okay. first, sorry sorry i didn't think? realize that's how this worked what do you think simon are you interested in this anime uh yeah i mean it, the art style seems really unique and um like I said, like I, I, I really love watching anime where they have specifically like darker skinned people of color 
um, as the protagonist, I think that there is a huge, huge um, disparity in terms of that. I mean, it makes sense just because of, you know, like the the mindset of the, like the potential Japanese mindset in terms of like light skin and colonization and all that stuff. But it's really cool to see it. Um, I think this idea is really interesting. Um, I would definitely watch the first season just to see how they decided to execute it. Because I feel like it's not like a necessarily like wow kind of uh, premise, but it like depending on like you know the the jokes, the writing, and specifically what draws me in the most is the is the art style. I would probably definitely watch like a season just to see what it's like. For sure. What about you, Stan? Uh, I agree with a lot of what Zaman said. Uh, the art style. So I, I watched the trailer for this and. This is the one that looks like Gurren Lagann. It does to a degree, uh, yeah. No surprise, same studio. Uh, but also I'm interested in it because it's an original anime. Uh, hopefully it'll be good. Uh, I'm definitely interested in the premise and hopefully they have like good characters and everything because I'm liking these character designs and the idea that they're shapeshifters and whatnot. So I'd definitely watch this anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also invested. I have nothing really else to contribute. I, I basically like agree with what both of you have said. Uh, the only other thing I have to say is I think this reminds me a lot of Promare, which is another Studio Trigger original. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stan, you still need to fucking see Promare. Zaman, if you haven't heard Promare, you should check it out too. It's a it's okay. a movie. Solid. No. Also, BNA stands for Brand New Animal, but it should stand for Boobs and Ass. <laughs> yeah <laughs> fair enough mm-hmm. okay now um, go ahead and ask your question all right so my question for you guys is if you guys had the it could wake up in an anime universe as a supporting character who would you be 10 seconds uh, as in i have to name a character in that's already existing in the show or is it a yes. new supporting character no it, it is a character existing in the show oh so you can't be like the the main the main character who does all the things. You're a supporting character. Okay. All right. Three, okay. two, one, go. Overlord. Isn't Overlord the main character? Well, that's the show. The show is Overlord. What is the character? Oh, you, what is the character? character? Like a supporting character you would want. Oh, I'd be I'd be the like twins. I can't remember their name. I'd be one of the twins. About to say you're gonna be both twins? That's like impressive. I'd be one of the twins. That'd be so much fun. Tyson? Uh, this might be recency bias, but I want to be Mako Monkonshoku. I would love to be Mako. Of course you fucking would. She is just com- she's my favorite character from that series. I love her so much. Uh, that's from Kill a Kill. Ah, uh, yeah. She's the best friend from Kill a Kill. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, the one who's constantly horny. The who's always making all the jokes and is is like the comedy shtick for the the show. Mm-hmm. Um, my my reasoning for like one of the twins in Overlord is a um, it'd be really fun to live in the universe of Overlord if I'm aligned with Overlord, because ain't nothing gonna touch me, dude. I'm like gonna just like have a free lifestyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can just do whatever the fuck I want with no consequences and just being like having a great time. I can be as kind as I want. No one's going to judge me. Right. Like mm-hmm. overlord is like secretly evil, but secretly good. 
Like he just does evil things because he's evil, but he does a lot of good things because he's actually a good person. Mm-hmm. He's just RPGing as an evil person. And I'd love to be one of the twins because I feel like their characters are just like fun. They have a good time and they just like are secretly overpowered, but they look super like fragile and small and cute. Mm, yeah. And I would just love to be like a di- diabolical little cute person that's overpowered and you would never expect it. But I just secretly do good things on the side. You know, Marty, are you telling me that you want to be held and cuddled like a tiny person, but seeding, but be a secret seeding ball of anger? Because that's what I'm hearing. Uh, no, I don't want someone to hold and cuddle me. I want if like someone thinks they can hold and cuddle me, I'd beat the shit out of their ass. Okay, <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> wow. Okay, the opposite of being held and cuddled. I personally would love to be cuddled right now. I haven't gotten a hug in like three weeks. Hashtag oh. the Corona. Yeah. Yeah. Social distancing hurts. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what's the next one for you? Okay, next one. That's the wrong scrolling direction. Should be Gleipnir. Gleipnir. Gleipnir by Studio Pine Jam. This is AKA action... Five Nights at Freddy's. Sorry. You know what? I have no idea what that reference is. <laughs> Continue. This is an action mystery supernatural etchy seinen. Do you know what etchy is for reference? Uh, I, I do. I do know what an etchy is. Good. Good to I know. Held by her tits. There you go. <laughs> um. So this is Clive Near. This is the picture. What are you? What are you thinking? So, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, for the record, is a video game series that is released on Steam. I think for the most part, and it's about these animatronic animals in this like de- in this like abandoned um, like Chuck E. Cheese esque place. Okay. And. Like, it just gives me that vibe. Um, I would imagine that it's probably going to be one of those shows where, like, they're they're all, like, secretly investigating some murders or, like, something that's going on. Somebody disappeared or they're taking kids or, like, something. Some some plot hook. Oh, do you think this little bear is taking kids? Yeah. Like, I definitely think the bear is a pedo bear. Like, it's, it's, there's no question. Um, like, look at that smile. No one's that happy and not, like, stealing kids. Like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite description from you yet keep going <laughs> um but like what i imagine that's gonna happen is like there's gonna be these, like they'll be like investigating a particular area and like the girls will get like traps and put in like weird positions with like ah and like their boobs will bounce and like it'll like start ripping off their clothes and shit like that and the guy's gonna be like oh and it's gonna be like a whole you know the anime shit and so i think that that's gonna be a part of it um and then, so action, supernatural, etchy, and what's the last one? Seinen. What's Seinen? Seinen is, um, so Shonen, you know Shonen, right? Oh, yeah. Wait, so that's a girl? No, 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 no. no, no. That's Shonen is little boy. Seinen is like older boy. So Seinen is a genre that is catered towards more like teenage young adult men. Ah, Shonen sure, is catered towards more like younger boys. Ah, yes, because who doesn't love catering to younger boys? Um, I mean, I think this this robot caters to younger boys or kidnaps younger boys, so it works. Um, all right, yeah, no, I mean that's that's my idea. I think that like this 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 weird like creepy bear thing is definitely going around and luring little boys and girls into like a, a secret place, and they're like going in after them to save them or shit like that. So you think these three uh, people on the cover are the people trying to, like, combat this bear's children theft? I think so, but I also can't tell, and maybe you can zoom in on it, but the girl on the right, is she just wearing, like, a bra? 
Uh, the girl on the right is because it just kind of uh, looks like her titties are hanging out. You know, I literally could not see. It's just a little white strip. Yep, it's so. okay. Uh, I would imagine that's the case. Um, I can clearly see a boner <laughs> on that guy from the cover. Like you can see that little line right there. That's definitely his dick. So you know that actually kind of does look like he has a boner. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you like I, I love the way that they pose the girl on the left because like ah like her like back is this way bent in a completely unnatural angle dude she's like a they, fucking they, owl they gotta get the cheeks in there all i'm right? just like how like, what, like, like, <laughs> like they're being blocked out by the letters like why did she oh god anime i love anime. The amount that her mind swivels literally makes her look like an owl like i'm not gonna lie <laughs> like nobody can actually like like I'm trying to get this done this way, and, I, and I'm not the most flexible person. Don't get me wrong, but I'm literally trying to show my tits while like my ass is also hanging out. It's not possible. <laughs> You're not wrong for you, maybe. True, but I also this, don't have giant tits like this dude, woman does. Maybe so. she has fucking extra vertebrae. You don't know this universe. True. I mean, oh, anyway. <laughs> all right. Let's hit me. Hit me. Uh, hit me with it. Okay. Okay. What does one consider to be a monster? A horrible blood-sucking vampire? Frankenstein's creation? Uh, shui... How do you say this? Shuichi? Shuichi? Shuichi. There we go. Shuichi Kaguya has a secret. Other than having, a gr uh, having great grades and being skilled at sports, he isn't what one would call normal. In fact, Shuichi cannot even be considered human. One fateful morning, he woke up as a monster with brute strength and abnormally strong sense of smell, big fluffy paws, and the depression and self-hate that comes after losing one's humanity. His life was suddenly flipped upside down. Claire? Really? This is like gotta be like the Westerner stereotype. Mm -hmm. Like, anime character. Claire Aoki. Because, you know, yeah. Steve Aoki's sister. There you go. Claire Aoki, <laughs> the girl he had decided to save, now holds his secret over his head. Claire is a sadistic and utterly twisted girl with no sense of empathy towards the lives of others. Before meeting Shuichi, she was uh, in search of monsters, hoping to find her monster sister. Despite becoming a monster, Shuichi naively continues to hold onto his hum human morals. But how long can one last in this insufferable way of living? Okay, so that was that. That makes sense. I can buy that. I think that it'll be a really. I, I think that the the like knowing my 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 minimal knowledge, it's going to be a story about understanding the duality between Shuichi and Claire. Claire being the actual monster, and Shuichi trying to like fight for his humanity and find that. Yeah, I I know this isn't mm. going to happen, but I really just want Shuichi to just eat her. <laughs> like she sounds like a terrible person, <laughs> and just like eat her. Like just you're the monster, devour her, and then the story's over. You know what? I could actually watch that anime. Is that what the question thinking? is? Which one of these two is Claire? Oh, it's definitely it's definitely Boo's girl. The girl on the left. Yeah, it's yeah, that's what I was girl. thinking too. We're all in agreement here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no. there's no way it's the other girl on the right. That's probably the sister that Claire is looking for. Maybe that's what I was thinking too. Which is yeah. funny because art design style looks more like Sweetie's sister than Claire. This true. Is true. And so I think we all agree this big creepy bear thing in the background is Shuichi, who's the dude in the center, right? Yeah. Yeah. Although like, it, it doesn't look like a real bear. It's got stitches like it's a costume. Well, it's a monster. 
It's like, Frank, I guess, like, somebody turns him into one. Can he turn back? Is it like a werewolf thing? You know, I'd have to see the trailer for it. Yeah, I have no idea. But what do you, also, what do you, for the record, who loses, yeah. like, if you have no human morals, why are you depressed? You have no concept of depression. I just think that that's a really flimsy, like, that, that sounds like a flimsy <laughs> bit. Because I'm like, you don't, you're not human anymore. You don't give a fuck. Like, you just eat. A lot of anime don't get that philosophical about morals <laughs> and how you know they what work. they really should i would watch more anime if they actually got that philosophical <laughs> watch psychopaths i did watch psychopaths i hated it what what so psychopaths season one was really great until the end i think that they copped out the big bad and i'm not going to spoil it but i think that they could have been much more creative with it because of the way that they were going about it, it just, it, it didn't seem, I felt like it was lackluster. Like, I felt like it could have been better. I think that it could have been a better ending. And then I'm not even going to talk about season two, but like season one was just, I felt, I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. That is a hot take. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I, I, never, I don't know. I, I also just really enjoyed the the whole concept of the civil system and how everything was done. And I think that, and this isn't really a spoiler, because eventually you do get an inkling and a semblance of what the civil system is and its inner workings. I just didn't find that answer to be very satisfactory. Or, mm. like, I feel like they could have gone in very different directions. And, and they And, like, once you understand how the civil system works, it becomes so much less interesting like the like the show just becomes like all right well what do you do now that's fair hmm. i've never encountered anyone who didn't like the first season all right what's next oh wait um, no i have a question for you guys um oh before you have a question we need to talk about whether we're going to watch this show what do you oh, think yes, yes, yes. are you interested in in uh glapnir i would play a drinking game to it I think that every time they did an etchy scene or something didn't make any sense, which because I feel like this is going to be a story where nothing makes sense. That's so true. <laughs> I 100% agree. Like, like, why did that character do that? Who the fuck knows? Drink. Like, that would be exactly <laughs> why I would watch this. I think I know what we're doing on this podcast now. <laughs> Watching Glapnir and playing drinking games to it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Yet? The I think that's the only way I would watch this. Uh, it kind of seems intriguing, but not enough so to do it sober. Uh, I also Pine, the studio Pine Jam is like super new, and they have not done anything worth watching. Yeah. Uh, so can't can't say the animation is going to be any good. I think the thing that really sells it for me as to why I'm not going to watch this show is the fact that the broad I, I'm going to I'm going to put a guess out there and this is probably not too bad of a guess. The only type of entertainment that's going to come from this show is the fact that the person who knows the main character's secret is like this secret pedophile girl. Like that's mm -hmm. the only thing that's going to make this show entertaining and that's like what yeah. they're going for. And that is not my type of show. Like, I I like prison school. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> that's different than this. Prison school, that's like the entire point of that show is sadistic sexual satire. 
this show actually sounds like it's trying to go for a dramatic plot mm-hmm. with sadistic sexual satire on the side. And I bet you the plot just isn't strong enough to stand on its own, which is why they just added sadistic sexual satire. Yeah, another anime you wouldn't watch in public, Prison School. Prison School, that's yeah. so true. <laughs> wow, it sounds both like it would uh, like potentially arouse a lot of people and also land a lot of people in jail. So that sounds... Uh, prison School is yeah, literally about, about right. a big-breasted S&M prison guard torturing three inmates okay let me back up let me me back up from that (laughs) (laughs) so it it takes place at a at an all-girls school that is starting to integrate guys into it essentially Mm -hmm. and there's like these three or four maybe there's like five or six or something i can't quite remember how many there are i think it's originally three they might add to the cast i think there's i'm pretty sure there's more than originally three uh, but there's only a few of them who come to the school early on. And it's essentially, they, I don't know how to explain it. Like anything they do gets them in trouble. And so they go and are segregated to their own prison in the courtyard, mm-hmm. essentially, where they have to learn and stuff. And they get into all sorts of hilarious shenanigans, uh, like Mott said, with this like S&M bodyguard girl <laughs> teacher so it's, it's and there's fun. it's not just her like the, essentially the 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 dudes always get beat the fuck up uh-huh. at every episode and they're trying to enjoy themselves and talk to girls but they can't because these bodyguards are just like kicking the shit out of them whenever they try to do something even remotely suspicious to them yeah okay i i, I hear you so it's like um so it's like a high school sex romp comedy, except that like they get the shit beat out of them every time. Kind of. Kinda, and it's a yeah. lot more ridiculous. Think like if Kill a Kill were Kill a Kill met um, like uh, some sort of story about the daily life of high school boys. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Uh, I don't know if it would be my cup of tea personally. <laughs> But it's you know, like it's there, there, there's a, there's a camp for that. I know I know a lot of men who enjoy getting like getting the shit beat out of them by big-breasted women. So like that makes sense. We should do a drinking game to that. That, that is a fun hilarious. one to do a drinking game to. That is true. <laughs> okay. Um. So my question for you guys now is, if you could change one plot point of any anime. Oh God! Which one would you pick, and why? And what would you change it to? Uh, that that's gonna take a sec. You have ten seconds. <laughs> I already gonna know take... my answer. Uh, well, Ma, go ahead. You can go. Oh, we have to say it at the Four, same time. Three. I, I don't have two, an anime. In just my... off the top of your head, like pick one that you didn't like, and then figure out what you want to do to change it. Three, two, one, boom. Naruto so, Kago, yeah. Naruto War Art. Wait, oh. <laughs> we just said the same thing, didn't we? We said the same thing, didn't we? <laughs> That's how you know that shit needs to be changed. <laughs> so explain. Explain your explain your explain your okay, point. you start. Stan. Oh, okay. I start? Okay. Yeah. So what I was saying is uh Naruto the Kaguya arc is what I was specifically thinking. 
because um, how much Naruto? You saw a lot of Naruto with us. I, I know, I know right? the rough broad strokes of the ending. I didn't actually finish it with the with Stan because we were supposed to finish it and we never did. Well, I thought we did. No, we never got to the yeah. end. end. Okay. okay, but do you know who Kaguya is? Kagu, hell yeah. Okay, there you go. My my big plot point that I would change is I would basically have the big i'm I'm fine basically with all of naruto there are plot holes throughout the entire show it it happens it's whatever but i would basically just erase the entire existence of kaguya you don't need the fucking otsutsuki in that show at all i get that like they're really important for making boruto but boruto doesn't need to exist okay first of all um <laughs> but but ignoring boruto and the longevity of that franchise if they just made Madara the big baddie and Madara turned into the Ten Tails Jinchuriki and then they had this epic, awesome battle of the ages of Madara versus Sasuke and Naruto as the big climax of the Naruto franchise. And then they defeat Madara and then it goes into the fight between Naruto and Sasuke and then it ends as it ends. Like then I'd be happy. But mm. the fact that Kaguya exists and Black Zetsu exists is basically the bane of my entire existence. <laughs> if you destroyed Black Zetsu and you destroyed Kaguya, Naruto would actually be a pretty decent anime. I only love Naruto because Naruto is an actually like amazing journey to go through as like a young child and having grown up with Naruto is a journey that will always be near and dear to my heart. But it's a bad anime if you end up on a fucking note like Kaguya and Black Zetsu. <laughs> <laughs> If they just got rid of Kaguya and Black Zetsu, it would be a legitimately decent anime. <laughs> Still a decent anime. The arc is almost hot garbage. Um, it is hot garbage. It's not almost. Well, so there are some cool parts to it. I, Only I think the animation. It, sure. Uh, well, I was going to say, so I agree with cutting out Kaguya. If there's anything I would add is for kabuto not to bring back so many people uh i think that's the premise itself is unrealistic and you don't need as many side characters uh, like it, it was sort of an excuse to add like a hundred other characters to the enemy side and to give the spotlight to some minor characters in the show and I don't think any of that needed to happen to progress the plot. That's a good point. Okay. Solid you answers. You can tell that Stan and I have very similar minds for anime because we both immediately thought of Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is why All I love... Naruto is the one that needs to get fixed. I love having guests on the show because Stan and I are like a little bit too similar in our thought process when it comes to anime. <laughs> <sometimes>. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, hit me up with the last one. Right. The last one for the day. Kakushi Goto. Let me look up what this is called in English real quick. Oh, this art style is so cute. It's called Hidden Things. Hidden Things. That makes me feel so much worse because that is a tiny girl and a businessman. Hidden Things. Slice of Life Comedy Shonen. Um, oh, God. Okay, so like... I'm not going to lie, like, I really want to make fun of it and say something. But, like, the art style is really cute, and I, I kind of want to end on some note. 
So I'm I'm hoping that this is a TV show about like a businessman who ends up finding out he has to adopt a daughter or like take this little girl in, and oh. she he's like this like kind of person who's like very like business business business, and she's like yeah I'm cute and like brings out like his heart like and, elf like, huh like elf I've actually never seen elf what I know I know oh, I have one not of my seen favorite elf. Christmas music <laughs> movies of all time. I'm more of a diehard uh, person. It's not that good, but sure. Anyway, like I think that it's it's probably like the hidden things is probably like you know his hidden heart, his hidden love for this for this tiny girl, as well as um, this hidden child that he never knew he had. Yeah, also that you know, um, I think that that's the case. Uh, it would also like now that I've gotten like the cute like what I like the heartwarming side of me out. I also think that it would be really funny. If this was like a horror anime where like he adopts this little girl and this little girl is like slowly going around and killing people and hiding bodies in different places. And like he figures it out halfway through and he has to figure out how to like figure like stop her, but also not let her know that he knows because then she'll kill him. Huh. You know, considering this is a slice of life comedy, I think what you said before is probably going to be more accurate than the one. I also watched an anime that was like that because that would be a really cool psychological horror of living with a tiny serial killer and you have to figure out how to survive. You know what? (laughs) That would actually be pretty dope. Someone should make that anime. Take take Simon's ideas and actually make them real, please. (laughs) All right. Actual description. We will open the curtain back in time to the story of one lone manga creator is a quote that this description opens with. This story is about Goto Kakushi, an artist who draws a somewhat vulgar manga and tries to hide it for the sake of his daughter, Hime, a father-daughter tale of love and laughter. Ah, that's a pervert. Pretty yep. oh uh, <laughs> yep. Well, your description Daddy was still like pretty spot on, though. I feel like mm-hmm. I think in terms of like the type of show it's gonna be, yes. But she's not the hidden thing; he's hiding things from her. Yeah, yeah. That's I think the it. manga is gonna be the hidden thing. <laughs> yeah, the thing that um, also sells me on how ridiculous this anime is gonna be is do you know what Hime means, Simon? No, princess. Yeah. So his daughter's name is literally Princess. Yeah, I've, I've, I've met people who are named Princess. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. Um, to me, it's like you have a daughter named Princess and you're a fucking dojin mangaka. Yeah. like That's going to be pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, unfortunately, it's like you want your daughter to... N- never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. Um, oh. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> uh all right um would i watch this i i actually i think i would um just because like i'm a really big fan of the the slice of life genre when it's done well um i think i really enjoy stories that have real human connection where people are grappling with decisions and how to best navigate their life i think that it's a little i think the premise itself is a little weaker for me though just because like i'm a very sex positive person so i'm like cool like dad draws this you don't want to show it to your daughter but eventually you're gonna have to have that conversation like oh yeah you know that like nice mercedes that i bought you last week it's because a lot of people are jerking off to daddy's work right now like (laughs) 
enough. <laughs> Title of the episode. <laughs> daddy's daddy's Daddy. making money by jerking. <laughs> People are jerking <laughs> off to daddy's work. <laughs> yeah, like that's 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 how I feel about it. How about you guys? Personally, uh, I so I, I cheated a little bit. I I don't know Ajia Do the studio at all, but I saw the trailer. Um, and I actually really like the art style of the show a lot. Hmm. I think without knowing that, I would be a little hesitant whether or not I'd want to watch it. I'd probably just watch it if I wanted a slice of life that's currently airing. Hmm. Um, but I think after having seen a little bit of the art style, after having heard a little bit of the voice acting from the trailer, knowing this premise, uh, and after having watched um, Aramanga Sensei, like, I kind of do want to watch this show quite a lot. I think this is going to scratch my itch that I do get on occasion of, like, just, like, the raunchy, funny, fun slice of, slice of life that anime does offer every every now and then. So I probably will end up picking this up, especially if I need a little pick-me-up in the anime world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have mixed feelings on this one. Uh, it seems like a fun, easygoing, raunchy anime, like you were saying, Matt. Uh, I do. I also watched the trailer and do like the art style as well. Uh, it also seems pretty basic to me. Slash, the studio hasn't done anything good. But they could surprise you, you um, know. It could. I, I might check out the first episode and go from there. Uh, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm like sold on this one though. I'm trying to see what else that studio has done right now because I actually don't know. The studio has actually like not done that many good things so, at all. While well, you do that, my my final question for you both, and I think this one's going to be very interesting. I'm I'm excited to see what your answers are. Okay, if you guys could pick any one character from anime that you would like to have on this show, on this show, who would you pick? To have like as a guest on the show. Ooh, that's a good question. Seven. Six, five, four, three, five, two, one, go. Ray from Promise Neverland. Ray from Promise Neverland. Stan. Uh, Just pick one. Off first one off your top of your head. I don't. Uh, there's so many though. How do yeah, I pick choose? the first one that yeah, pops I, in? I'm like um, changing my answer the more I think about it, dude. No, nope, you already picked. You already locked yours in. Tyson. <laughs> Uh, I'm a, I'll go with uh, Maki from Fire Force. Oh, that's such a good Ooh, one. That's a good one. That's, that's a, a good real one. good one. No, <laughs> I don't like my answer now. Show. <laughs> nope, that's it. All right. Say why. Say why. No, 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 no. I know why. Say why. I have a different one. Uh, I chose Maki because, uh, first of all, she's best girl. I don't, I don't care what you say about sister, Mott. Sister is not best girl. Uh, Sister's Bay. There's a difference. I no Maki is all of it. Anyway, she's got the abs of steel. Mott. She can kick anybody's ass. But that's not why I want her on the show. She has a lot of lore that they don't explore in Fire Force that I would love to ask her about because she is form. And I don't know how much you know about Fire Force, Simon. But you finished watching uh, it, right? Uh, no, I saw the first thirteen episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Maki is 
formerly from the military and her dad is like the leader of the military mm -hmm. so something important like that uh and so i would love to just learn about her backstory and like who she like learned her fighting style from and everything like it's a very unexplored thing in the show and i would love to have her on this podcast mm -hmm. I'm I'm actually changing my answer because you really can't. No, I just thought of someone better for the same reason, though. Okay, but then I can think of someone better. No, it's that's why I reason. say this is my game. First answer only. Sorry. Oh, fine. The reason why I would like to have Sakurajima Mai on the show is, um, in Bunny Girl Senpai, Mai is like the most hilariously dry humorous witty um nihilistic isn't the right word um like depraving humor mm. like she shits on you and it's hilarious mm. and that's exactly the type of personality i would love to have on this show and i feel like <laughs> my has like the type of humor that would make this show so much fun so <laughs> my vote is sakurajima mai from Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Okay. That was, that was great. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you playing along. I love those questions. Those are good <laughs> questions. Thank you for turning this show into basically an interview of you into an interview of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what I do. Like, I can't not do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so what uh, we, like, what, what's, the, what, what's the plan? I, 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 what do we do from here? Final comments. Um, what show stood out to you the most out of um, this list of seasonal anime? Boobs and ass. Definitely want to watch boobs and ass. DNA. Fuck yeah, my dude. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely what I want to watch. Um, Tanuki girl meeting Wolf Boy. Let's go. Yeah, I'm super about it. Uh, I'm a bit of a furry, so like you know, it, it all works out. <laughs> um, can't believe I, I admitted that live on the air. All right, cool. It's gonna be great. <laughs> What about you, Stan? Uh, BNA, it's probably like a toss-up for me. Uh, well, okay, so aside from Kaguya-sama, which I will 100% watch and enjoy, uh, I would say it's a toss-up between BNA and uh, Tower of God. I think both of those look really mm -hmm. interesting to me. Uh, okay. Not really sure which one I prefer over the other. Uh, but I definitely will be checking both of those out. Um, personally, I'm not that enthused by this season, to be 100% honest. Um, the only thing I'm really looking forward to is Kaguya-sama and BNA. Um, I'm definitely not looking forward to the new season of Shokugeki no Soma. Um, yeah. We didn't no. even talk about that tonight, so I won't even go into that. Um, but most of the other shows I'm not that excited about. I... Fruits Basket has been on my list for a while, and Fruits Basket is coming out. We didn't talk about it tonight, so I won't talk about that too much either, but I want to mention Fruits Basket. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just Kaguya-sama and BNA for me. Most of the rest, I'm not that terribly interested in, to be 100% honest. I might end up picking up Hidden Things a little bit. Hidden Things, I feel like, would be maybe the next thing for me to watch. It'll depend on my mood this season more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Depending on your mood, I got you. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I guess final thoughts. Um, thank you guys so much for having me on. This was really fun. Uh, it's a pleasure having you here. Please, please. Uh, I would love the opportunity to come back on here. Uh, 
I hope that anyone listening at home enjoys and uh, hasn't been too bothered by the fact that I keep touching my face during a pandemic. It's 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 hard not to. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm at home. I'm isolated. I swear. I'll wash my hands right after this. Um, <laughs> but uh, I always love spending time with you guys. I love learning and uh, talking about it. If you ever guys uh, are going to do one, just send me a message. I'm happy to bring in my weird, raunchy, sex-positive thoughts. Dude, always welcome back on the show. It's been a pleasure having you here today. Yeah, thanks for coming in again. Mm-hmm. So with that, Stan and I have a review to get to this week. Ready right. for some more Somali in the Forest spirit. Yeah, uh, we and will be right... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, this is our last review of Somali in the Forest spirit. We are about to go watch the finale of the show. That's true. I am interested to see where it goes from here so this will be interesting yeah (laughs) all right we'll be right back peace out for now fam Hello and welcome back to Imbibe an Anime. We just finished watching episode 12 of Somali and the Forest Spirit. The finale! Alright, Matt. Yeah, let's let's jump right into this. How, how are we feeling about the end of this series? I think probably the best way to describe how I f- felt about it is anticlimactic. Um... Yes. I I was hoping that the final showdown in this ruffian town, winter town that they're staying in was somehow going to lead straight into some sort of final confrontation and solace between Somali and Gollum where they finally confront each other and reach a a point of like mutual understanding. And they they kind of did that, but they did that in a kind of weird roundabout way that I did not really appreciate. So to me, it felt like they just suddenly finished this arc in this ruffian town and then started a new arc and then finished that arc within the span of half an episode. So I'm like, it it felt really anticlimactic for me because of that. But what what are your like general feelings? What are you taking away from this last episode? Uh. I kind of really agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, I was very conflicted about this episode, uh, in part because of how they ended the previous arc. Um, it, it took them all of five minutes to finish that like debacle where he turned the red eye and everything. Um, I, I was definitely hoping they would spend more time on it and really start explaining some things about golems or about really anything. There was no conversation about what happened to him uh, and the fact that the granny person was hunting Somali. Like you said, it, it was entirely anticlimactic. We didn't, learn anything from it it just sort of stopped they chopped it at that point 
Yeah. And then, like you said, they started the new arc. So uh, the part of the reason I'm conflicted is because I think this episode had some exceptional background artwork oh, that yeah. I really loved. Um, there were several very touching moments between characters. Uh, but I also wasn't happy that Gollum still hasn't explained to Somali that he's going to fucking die. When is he going to say something? Jesus Christ, he left her before saying anything. And even in his explanation, he didn't say anything. Did That sort of has been irking me this whole time. I've been waiting for that that specific conflict to be brought up. And they yeah. decided to skip it entirely. Um, so I guess diving into the episode specifics, um, we we both mentioned this, but let's talk about it a bit more in detail. The remainder of the Ruffian Town arc. Uh, I think yep. the biggest issue for me was um, it, so they did a little bit of flashback. It's beginning, just to remind us what happened, as most shows do. Um, and then the second they showed the first new sequence of events, I immediately knew everything that was going to happen for the rest of that arc, which is like a hundred percent disappointing. If like something is so obvious that you know exactly everything that's going to happen from then on out, just by seeing the first thing that the show tells you, that is not well, good writing. Like, I don't care. I don't care if this is supposed to be a predictable show or not. I should not already know everything that's going to happen in advance because then i'm not going to feel any of the emotions that they're ever going to invoke from me because i already know what's happening and i'm like okay whatever moving on Mm -hmm. so personally the ending to this sequence and somali just continuing to be like somali jesus just like the answer to everyone's problems always is just like not good writing in my opinion it's just actually boring that's that's how I felt about it. Yeah, I I entirely agree with you. Uh, I know we've talked before about how normally in a show like this, it's okay to know what happens because that's not the point of the show. But I think they messed up in this arc specifically because of the tension that they actually were able to build in the previous episode. Like I know we talked last time about how we actually felt suspense like we we sort we pretty much knew somali was still gonna get out of it but we didn't know how at that moment and we wanted to see how they developed that and progressed the plot that way uh and the i'll i'll kudos to them they did a good job setting up the last episode uh, but True. they sort of just tripped and fell on their faces this episode <laughs> right away. <laughs> yeah, you bring uh, up a very, very valid point. I think the biggest reason why this is disappointing to me is because episode 11 did take me f- by surprise. So you, you bring up a very valid point there. Yeah. Another thing, this is sort of a, a minor complaint, but I really wanted to see a cool sequence with Gollum in his alternate form there. Um, nothing really happened though with it. It actually looked like crappy 1990s animation. I mean, there's great anime that comes out of the 90s. I'm not going to say there isn't, but there's a specific genre of anime from the 90s that's crappy animation from the 90s. That's literally what this sequence looked like to me. 
Yeah, I was I was super disappointed in the animation uh, yeah. for for this sequence at least. They 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 squandered it. They didn't do anything interesting with Gollum yep. for some reason, even though they had all the tools. So, do you have anything else to say about those sequence of events? Uh, no, not not for the time being. Now, John, jump into the new town then. Yes. Uh, so this is something I was happy about. Um, town design loved it. This is uh, actually, I think, one of the most unique towns when we first saw it, when we approached it. I think just like the visual appeal as well as the geography around the town was some mm -hmm. of the most visually striking and unique towns, I think, so far that we've yeah, seen since I, like the beginning of the series. I, I really loved that zoom out shot from the top of the hill where they saw the town. That was Agreed. absolutely beautifully done. Uh, loved all the character designs of the people in this town as well. The goat people were so cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they, I think they did a good job of making each of the different no-name characters uh, look unique and everything. They didn't look cookie-cutter to me. Uh, the lighting effects that they had with all the lanterns looked really nice. Uh, really loved the artwork for this sequence the rest of this episode i totally agree with you there personally um another thing that i did appreciate was the amount of personality that they put into the no-name grandpas that Gollum talks to like mm -hmm. i loved the vibe and atmosphere and amount of character that the dialogue brought during mm -hmm. that sequence of events when Gollum and somali are wandering throughout the festival i really loved that um, I also thought it was really cute, the interactions that Yabashira and Shizuno have with Somali. I mean, you really see how much their relationship has grown since mm -hmm. they first met at episode two or episode one, whichever one it was. Um, two or three, yeah. It, it's, it's honestly been a really nice journey. And I think ending the journey, showing how the two main, the two main side characters... Um, how they've grown with the rest of the cast is a great way to end it. So I'm glad that those two stuck around to the ending, and I'm glad that we got to see how Somali has grown to really kind of embrace them as part of her family as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I I really appreciated all of the, I guess, parent-child dynamics that they were showing throughout uh, yeah. the rest of the episode. Like Yabashira uh, and Shizuno are quite like an auntie and uncle type duo. With, yeah, with I, I really loved when um, Yabashira picked Somali up so she could see and everything. Um, Agreed. Really liked all the other children in the town that were trying to like asking the grandfather for a toy or getting that flower thing. Def definitely really appreciated how down to earth they were uh, with a lot of this. I think those are most of the positives I can say about this episode, though. I can't think of really anything else, to be honest. Well, so we can talk about the next part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that, I think there were some good things out of it. We can talk about the good first. Okay. Uh, so the, uh, the Gollum recovery arc. Just like the Sasuke recovery arc. Anyway. Um <laughs> Very different plots. <laughs> this is a Naruto podcast. Don't forget. That is true. We we have 
we have forgotten that for a while and it's good to go back to our roots. <laughs> uh, so positive things that I want to get out the way here. Really loved, again, the backgrounds in the forest and the stream going by and how they showed the sunset, the light of the sunset hitting everything. The color really palette well that they done. chose was totally striking and totally gorgeous. Yeah, really well done. Like I said, uh, another positive note, I did appreciate the sort of uh, the, uh, the conversation that Somali had with Gollum at the end, how she's trying to plead to him. Um, sort of, I, I sort of liked it. It, it was kind of moving. Uh, nothing was said that I wanted to be said, though. Uh, I think the dialogue was very basic. Uh, they could have addressed some plot points. Like I was saying, Gollum fucking needs to tell Somali that he's scheduled to die. And he won't do it for some reason he keeps saying like oh i might hurt you instead like bitch come on like where's your honesty at so i agree with some of what you said i disagree with some of what you said um <laughs> i think after Gollum and shizuno have their conversation before they go into the town um about Gollum being like i, I feel like i should leave and shizuno being like is that really how you want to let things end um, I think after that point, I didn't No, that's not quite true. I think after that point, the only thing I enjoyed in the dialogue were the cute moments in the in the town where they're talking to the elderly people, uh, the elderly goat folk, or when they're just going around and Somali's enjoying the festival. I think all that dialogue was cute and fun and just warm, like warmed my heart. Um, any other dialogue I strongly disliked uh and i think the main mm. reason i think to point out is i didn't understand what Gollum was going through for most of this part of the episode because at first i thought he was just gonna leave somali because he's like i think i can die at any moment and i don't want to die in front of her or i don't want my time to, to pass by in front of her that was my reasoning like that i was like He's like, I don't know how much time mm -hmm. I have left. I might as well just leave now because I don't want to like stop functioning in front of her or whatever. Yeah, that's um, what I originally thought. And that's kind of like what they were hinting and going at. But then his reasoning when he was actually talking to Somali was, I might be dangerous because I might lose control in front of you. Um, which is not the same thing. And I know this is a this sounds like a small detail, but it totally threw me threw me aloof because whenever a character is like i need to leave i feel like i need to leave like that's you know it's always going to be the wrong decision most of the time um but the only reason why it can ever sell in the plot is because something happened to them that you can empathize with that you feel like you understand as well like when sasuke leaves the village in naruto right like you know going back to our roots again um we know that sasuke feels like he's underpowered and he feels like the village is holding him back and he feels like the only way he's going to become a stronger ninja is by leaving the village and finding out orochimaru that's never said explicitly from his mouth ever but that's implied by the plot he kind of hints at that somewhat subliminally at some points a little bit more obviously but um 
it's the consistent subtext to the entire plot. And even though you know it's stupid for Sasuke to leave the village, like you can get behind it because at least you understand where what he's trying to think of. I legitimately, by Gollum's conversation with Somali, no longer really understood what the fuck he's trying to get at, which made his confession yeah. to Somali that much less impactful for me. Because for me to really appreciate his change in heart and be like, I want to stay with you forever, Somali, you have to first appreciate where he was coming from in the first place. Yeah, so that was the part that turned me off to the scene specifically. And that's why I wanted his reasoning to be the reasoning that he's been using this entire season. Yes, I totally um, agree with you there. And I think the reasoning is everything for this moment. Yes. Um, 100%. I think that is the most important part of this episode. And again, they squandered it i don't know why the him be, him thinking he's a danger should be the reason he's leaving so it this this episode definitely went out with a fizzle um and i i guess for such a light-hearted anime that's kind of fine but like they they really didn't deliver what I expected out of this ending was at least like a warm hearted scene at the end that would at least make me smile and go, aw. like, I don't care if it's terribly predictable. I don't care if we reach the ending that we expected to reach. I don't really care for any of that. I just wanted to care about, you know, understanding what they've gone through, understanding exactly what Gollum's feeling, and then seeing the two finally reach this mutual understanding of happiness and bliss in this cute little forest scene. And I got confused a little bit, to be 100% honest. And that this is the worst episode to confuse your audience on. The yeah. worst. <laughs> like, if you did that, I think the only other time that would be worse is episode one. I, I also think I would have been more fine if they had a, a more heartwarming ending. Uh, especially if they had at the end of the credits... Uh, something more substantial than what they did um because the the end credit scene was basically the same as the dynamic now between the four of them just with new clothes uh if it was something more like somali's a little older like if she was a couple years older and then that would set up a nice like how did Gollum survive scenario or something I, I don't know like they could have done a, any number of things better here to end it and it's it's not even like I needed everything to come to a nice perfect conclusion like I'm fine if there's some unanswered things so they have room to go into season two I think the biggest thing that I'm really trying to stress is just like I didn't need Gollum to fully confront Somali. I don't need them to reach like a total equal plane of existence where everything is fine and there's no potential um, conflict between them because they've divulged everything to each other. Like, I don't need that. What I need is a nice, succinct, believable, understandable ending where I followed what they were thinking. And I think the thing that really ruins it for me more so than everything else is there's a lot of promise behind, or let me put it this way. There's a lot that happens in this episode, a lot. 
going from the end of this conflict at this ruffian town to finding a new village to starting this whole new conflict of Gollum not really knowing what to do with his beat up body of his and being kind of freaked out about the fact that he doesn't know how long he has left to live. He doesn't know. Apparently, he doesn't know if he can control his body anymore. Like he doesn't know what dangers he might pose, apparently. Um, but that's a lot to experience. And they push that all into like half a fucking episode. Yeah. And that to be your last episode, that's just it's way too much. It's way too much trying to leave leave the open for interpretation for the viewer to try and tag along with. And then apparently it's not well executed because I didn't tag along with Gollum's thought process at the end. And I was actually kind of surprised and didn't relate to what he was saying. Like it's I think the biggest problem is this was way too fast. Like I I think what would have been way better is if you just cut out anything to do with the witches and you made this final town an actual fucking arc. Yeah. Uh, I agree for the most part. Uh, another thing I wish they had the time for is, like, get me excited for the next season. They do nothing here that makes me want to watch this more. They They just sort of end the story where it began i feel like i don't know the that end credit scene was, did not get me like excited to keep watching somali unfortunately i i agree with that sentiment it's just sort of it's like a carbonated drink that went flat like there's nothing there to look forward to yeah you bring up a good point because they have one of two options, right? Either this show is now over, which is extremely disappointing because Gollum has not told Somali he's going to perish. Mm-hmm. Like that, that entire conflict never came to an end. If that's actually where they're just ending to ending it now, mm-hmm. or they're going to continue this with another season, at which point, like you bring up a good point. I don't care. Yeah. I, I'm not, not very invested in, their dynamic but lately i know we've been talking about how they they never really explored the dynamic of somali and Gollum, or at least the growth of their relationship in the way we wanted based off of the flashback from the last episode mm-hmm. where somali you were saying somali has been somali and she's always been that way even before meeting Gollum and yeah. To this point, it doesn't feel like their relationship has progressed despite Gollum running away and her getting him back. Yeah. Um, and I feel like her personality would be the exact same in the next season, and it doesn't make me interested in watching the dynamic that's been static this whole time now that I look back on it. It's a good point. It's another really good point. Um, do you have any other final comments about this single episode, or can we give a single episode mouse score? Uh, I feel like I want to go on to talk about the season in general and give a final general seasonal impression. Okay, okay, we we can do that that then. Um, this episode mouse score. Uh, oh, do we have to change it to the? No, we're the not doing emojis. emojis. <laughs> we're not talking emojis here. Even quick non sequitur. As Mao's new emojis, like it's a it's an interesting idea, but emojis, come on. 
Like, <laughs> I, like don't try and be that hip with the kids. Like, we don't need that shit. <laughs> oh, so you finally agree with me that the emoji sec. Anyway, non sequitur there. Non but uh, for us, good is like six, seven. Anything below that, it has issues. Well, I, I don't even agree with that. But oh, oh, what's your <laughs> what's your what's your opinion? Uh, I think seven and a half up is good. Seven and a half, and anything below is garbage. Uh, okay. But anyway. Back back to what I would give this episode. So, and I I don't want to be super harsh for the last episode, <laughs> um, but I I'm like I'm like on the fence between a five and a six. <laughs> okay, uh, I I might end off on the more quote unquote positive note. I'll give it a six. Okay. I'll be your other half. It's a five. It's a <laughs> fucking five. Um, to me, I mean, this is such an important episode. The last episode is a very important episode to get right. And I, I literally ended this show without smiling. And this show is all about smiling. If I, at right. the last scene, I don't have at least a faint smile on my face, you failed. That's at least a five in my book, if not lower. Fair enough. It's a five. I, I can agree with that sentiment um season in general uh let's start out yeah. with having watched this entire show who do you think would enjoy somali in the forest spirit uh I, I think if you're into i don't know if slice of life is the right word but like casual adventure fair um is the best way i can describe the series if you're if you want a casual adventure uh with heartwarming experiences between a parent child relationship i think you should definitely check the show out um, the only thing i would add to that is uh if you're also just wanting to watch like some pretty backgrounds and some pretty character designs and just like want to see some like pretty scenes with some cool characters, like also mm -hmm. not a bad show to do this with. Right. Right. Cause I do, I do like a lot of the character designs from Uzoi to Kikila to Gollum himself and mm -hmm. all the small characters like Hazel and the no name characters. Yeah. I will say this is a show that you have to just turn your brain off for. Oh yeah. It, it, if you think about it like we're thinking about it, you're not going to enjoy it. True, actually. <laughs> okay, what do you think are the strengths of this show? What do you think it really does well? You mentioned it, backgrounds. Uh, designs of towns and character designs, I think, are one of the highlights of this show. Uh, they were able to come up with a lot of uh, unique art designs that I really liked. Uh, I don't know too many other anime that have that sort of watercoloring style to it. Mm. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm sort of uh, like okay. So uh, let me back up. Originally, another strength I would have said is Gollum and um, 
Somalis. Somalis. Dynamic. Okay. Uh, I. After this episode, I don't know if. We'll I... get into that then on the weaknesses potentially a little bit later. Okay. Started out strong. I I, I liked their relationship early on for sure. I think that's definitely been a highlight throughout most of the series. I can agree with that. And um, I, okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, just one additional thing. Uh, a lot of the side characters that they introduced were also really well done. Um, oh, totally agree. From, Hazel and her sister, whose name I can't remember, also really great characters, even though they were just there for like an episode. Yeah. Praline was the other one. Praline. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really nicely done introducing side characters. Uh, in a, in addition to that, it, the pacing of the show was really well done for most of the series. Uh, they they didn't spend too long or too little on each of the arcs. Uh, again, up until this most recent <laughs> shenanigans. Uh, but though I'd say overall, those generally were well done throughout the series. Uh, the two things I would add are, I mean, we've talked about character design, but I also think character, um, like what's the word for this? Character writing. Character writing? Because okay. not just personalities, but also their backstories, I think are also really interesting mm. and unique and fun. Like, I liked the backstory from the innkeeper's wife, even though it was really short. I liked the backstory from the witches. I mean, they gave them a lot of personality, the way that they mm. decided that what the dynamic for the witch's sisters are going to be. Um, the the backstory from like the wolf guy who was living in the ant town, even though it's really mysterious, it's still really good character writing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I think character writing, it's also really strong personally. Um, and then the other thing is plot pacing. I think up until this very last episode, the pacing of the plot was pretty much perfect. Anytime we had a question where we're like, we need to see this happen next episode or else we're going to start downgrading the show. They did exactly what we wanted. Yeah. Like at, at every, at every moment in this show where we were like, we really need to see this or we really want to see this stay delivered. And they put it exactly at the time where we really wanted it most. So I think in that yeah. regard, the pacing was really good. The only time I felt shit about the pacing was the witch arc and this last episode. But everything right. else, I think, was really good in the pacing. Totally agree. Criticisms. <laughs> uh, Where does this show falter, Stan? So, going back to so what I was saying about Somali and Gollum's relationship, uh, now, in hindsight, I kind of don't like it at all. Um which is why it's weird to say that it started out so well and I enjoyed it for a lot of the show. But once they got to the end point, it felt all, I don't know if pointless is the right word. Um, I think it is. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think, like I was saying before, stagnant. Like once you can see the end result, looking back on it it's just the relationship is just stagnant yeah um i think they really blew that one all in one episode (laughs) (laughs) 
for me. <laughs> like it, I didn't know it could take one episode for me to think the strength is now the weakness of the show, but they did it. It's a first. I guess so. Maybe, maybe if I thought about it, I could find another one, but like that shouldn't happen. I actually very much agree with what you said. I think more specifically though, the problem with me is Somali herself. Because I think looking back over the show, I like the way that Gollum developed because he developed. Uh, to put it yeah. in completely simplistic terms, Gollum has a journey and Somali doesn't. Somali is just like, she doesn't even seem human by the end of the show, to be 100% honest. <laughs> She's like some sort of fucking Buddha god idol that's just like perfect in every sense is just yeah. like she doesn't change she's just everlasting somali's been somali even all the way from the beginning flashback that we've had up until the very last episode she has no growth in this show at all and she's a child she should be growing the most yeah uh oh, th this is why it's so hard <laughs> to... <laughs> Like, I, I can understand the perspective of making a character who is a child that has kind of like this childlike wisdom. Because I think most, I think most old, most people from the young adult spectrum up to grand, grand age recognize that children have kind of like this childlike wisdom that's pretty cute and pretty awesome. Um, and Somali does embody that pretty well. But there's a difference between having a character that's like the catalyst for adult growth and having a character that's actually a legitimate character that goes through her own progression. Um, and I think that's my biggest issue with this show is everyone in the show is going through some sort of understanding and some sort of change. Everyone that encounters Somali along the way, Gollum himself, the, all these people have uh huge life-changing interactions as we're going along in this journey except the one person who this show is fucking named after <laughs> yeah i i think so there there's a couple things i wish they did with her character um one and, and this is something that's not particularly easy to do um but it, i think it would have benefited if they were able to do it is if they had time skips. And I, I would like to see Somali at different increments in age. Like, e even if it's like a six month time skip or something, like, it, it doesn't have six to be like. Is really significant when you're five years old. That's a yeah. large portion of your life. Yeah, I, I'm not talking about like any five year time skip or something like that. Although I think it would be cool to see Somali grow, like, become an adult or something but if they were able to implement time skips it would be a really easy way to show her progression and the different things uh different ways her mentality plays out on screen uh yeah. another thing i wish they had done not involving time skips is having somali try to learn more uh I guess physical tasks. Like I wanted her to be taking, trying to take care of herself more instead of being so dependent on Gollum or uh, any of the other characters. She's just sort of running around with everyone. Curiosity makes her run off 
and get lost or something and she has to be saved. But I really would have liked her seeing her uh, develop skills to live in the world that she's in. And maybe that would help her realize her, uh, her being a human in a monster's world kind of thing. That's actually a really good idea. I really like that point that you just made. And I think another thing that really sold the disappointing ending to me is kind of going off of what you said. The one thing that did change is the shift in responsibility for taking care of Somali from Gollum to someone else, not from Somali taking some responsibility on herself and actually growing, but instead like she's just this pet that needs to be taken care of. And exactly. instead of Gollum doing it, it's they now just, Yabashira, for example. Yeah, they they just <laughs> switched the role of Gollum there. They didn't uh, develop Somali specifically at all at that point. That's Again, a really good point. It's just a lack of character growth the entire season. Any other final comments about the season in general? Another thing I'm disappointed in, uh, and I know you might not be as uh, disappointed about this, but the lack of world building, i it's something that I really would have loved to see in a world like this, where humans are being hunted and are basically endangered at this point. We hardly, we only meet what one other human in the story. Yeah. I could definitely um, agree. It's a missed potential. Yeah. I, I think they set it up for that to be, for us to be learning about that throughout the series. And I felt like they, we didn't learn anything about humans mm. at all. Actually. I mean, the, the most we learned was the, the witch arc and even that was nothing uh um because that i think that could have been one of the strengths is if there was like a rich lore that was built around this world yeah that's a good point i i mean i can totally see that that would have added a lot to the show if had they had chosen to take that route so final scores somali and the forest spirit what are we going to enter on mal here um score uh man i don't know like this this they, it's hard they did, right? yeah because like it i we started out really wanting to like the show and i think it was good for a certain period of the show i would even argue a majority yeah i, I think two-thirds of this show i really enjoyed a two-thirds majority Ooh, look at that you could pass a bill in the senate with veto-proof power <laughs> yeah um but the other third drags it down so horribly especially <laughs> since the season finale was as bad as it was yeah, I I think for our personal scores for this, uh, I think a big question is how much does the ending affect the overall impression of the show for you? I think right. that is like a personal question you have to answer if you're trying to evaluate this show. And the, I think that I think that's one of the bigger issues is because a lot of shows, a lot of popular shows have been ruined with bad endings, and 
I also fall into that category. Like if we're talking about Game of Thrones here, like <laughs> it, it, it was great up until the end. And I I I don't know how much I want to weigh the finale here in giving it a score. What are your thoughts? Um, I would like us both to come up with our own opinion on how much that should weigh on the ending, personally. Um, because I think that is something that is up to each individual's in- own interpretation. Um, and I would like us both individually to come up with our own opinions so that, that way, if they're different, our listeners can hear the two different opinions on our score and why, whether that reasoning is for me, the ending is really important or for me, the ending is pretty important, but like the majority of the show still makes it worth, you know, that's part of our reasoning then. That doesn't help me decide. (laughs) Do you want me to do mine first then? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, go for it. Okay. um, For me, I also, I'm not going to lie. I have difficulty, but this is going to sound harsh. I have difficulty deciding between a five and a six. Okay. Um, because the point of this show is the relationship between Gollum and Somali. I think that is plainly obvious. And I think what they did with Gollum is acceptable. What they did with Somali is 100% unacceptable by the end of the show. So I think to me, the entire point of this show has been slightly ruined. Um, and in that sense, the ending is really goddamn important because if if I were talking to someone about whether or not to recommend this show and I knew at the end I was going to be left not smiling, not feeling warm hearted about it, I would not recommend this show to people generally because that's the only reason to watch this show. So mm-hmm. personally, I would... I'll probably, I I think six is probably more fair than five. Five is probably more on the like, I'm having a really strong reaction right now side of things. Um, I think there is, six is probably fair because there is a lot of effort that went into this show that does come across, whether it is the backgrounds, the art, the character designs, the pacing, um, the character writing, like there is a lot of good stuff there. But the show missed the point of this show. Like it, it lost kind of sight of itself, I think, to a degree um, by the last episode, at least. So I think personally, this is a six for me. Uh, I really wish I could give decimals because <laughs> uh, I'm torn between a six and a seven. Um, I'm leaning towards a six because of the how the finale changes my viewpoint of the entire series uh i like you were saying i i also am fine with what they did with Gollum up until his reasoning at the end like i i like the his whole arc about gaining emotions yeah I'm fine with that part i i i almost viscerally hated his explanation for why he had to leave. I did too, um, to be honest, like, I did as well, but at least to, it's like a thought process and he actually went through a journey of thinking about it. I disagree with that. 
I think he didn't Fair. fucking think things through, and that's not the real reason that he should have said. I think that's a Fair. bullshit motivation and should not have been in the show at all. I don't I mean, think he yeah. actually felt that way. I, um, I was surprised when he said it too, because I couldn't relate to it either. So yeah, that that part of what you're saying, <laughs> I really agree with. Yeah. Um, again, I, I'm also very upset with how stagnant Somali's character has been after seeing this one episode. Or I guess it started with the flashback of Somali is when I started feeling this way. But that's yeah the last two episodes then. Um. I also agree that they did put effort into a lot of other things. Um, I I definitely really appreciated a lot of the other characters. Um, the animation was good for the most part, uh, but I I'm not the fact that I don't really care for the second season. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> means that I'm going to just give this a six. Like I, I also would not necessarily recommend this to my average friend. Like there, there's so many better anime that do the things that Somali is trying to do just with a better execution and writing. I think if you wanted just one example of a show like that gives you the same feeling, but that actually does it brilliantly is like a place further than the universe. Like that is the definition of hitting this type of feeling right on that, the, the head, like it's perfect for what it does and what type of emotion you want out of it. And the feeling at the end of that show is extremely different than the feeling at the end of this show. And I think if you compare Somali to any other show that we have, any show that we've given a seven to is a show that like typically like I will watch season two. Like maybe I might not like watch it as it airs, but I, I at least will want to watch it at some point. I, mm-hmm. I do. Not, if season two of Somali came out, I couldn't give more fucks like it. It like, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on the same page there. I think another anime and I, I don't think you've seen this one, but another one that talks about father daughter dynamics is Bunny Drop. I have not um, seen it, no. It's a very well-made anime. Um, kind of on the older side now. I think it came out like around 2010 or something. Um, does everything this show does, but better. Uh, it, it, it doesn't focus on like backgrounds or anything like that. But if you're, if we're talking specifically about parent-child dynamics, it does it to a much higher standard. Fair. Well, that's our review of Somali. Um, don't watch it, even though everyone who is listening to this part of the podcast has watched the entire show with us. <laughs> um, but instead, go watch A Place Further Than the Universe and Bunny Drop. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got nothing, nothing else to say, really. Fair enough. Uh, we will be choosing our next anime soon. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We are excited to see uh, what we end up going with. I think it... I know what we're gonna watch. I'm just gonna put <laughs> I'm gonna put that out there. I'm, I'd be curious to hear it. and if it, if any of our listeners are gonna guess what we're gonna watch. But I'm I'm almost 100 percent certain I know what we're gonna watch this season. Well, 
Well, hold on. I mean, I know you want to watch that one, but we we're gonna watch that for sure anyway. It's the other stuff we have to give more consideration to. Fine, we'll go through the process of actually <laughs> thinking and considering other anime. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, we should be announcing it in the next couple weeks at the most. Let us know in a message or a comment what you want us to watch and watch alongside y'all if you have any shows that you're particularly hyped about. With that, any final comments? No, that's it for me. If y'all have opinions about Somali and the Forest Spirit that we didn't cover that you would love to share with us, or if you just want to agree with us, we're happy with you know continuing the cycle of our little bubble of ideas. Um, let us know. Send us a direct message. You can reach us on our email or on our Twitter at Anime. It's been a pleasure talking with y'all tonight. Thanks again to Zaman for coming out to the podcast. It was wonderful having you here this episode. Yeah. Loved having you on here, Zaman. Hope we can get you back on again at some point. So if you're friends with Zaman, or if you think Zaman's a, a cool person, follow them. Add Zaman Mathu. So with that, peace out. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for cracking open a fresh episode of Imbibe and Anime. Join us next week, and peace out for now. Cheers to you.